0: Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Account Based Collective. Super excited to be interviewing Kevin Pickett, Manager of Sales Enablement over at Access One. We're talking about how to sell during challenging uh, times and certainly challenging environments. Kevin's got some great experience selling through eras like the dot com boom and bust, 9 uh, 11 as well as the financial downturn of 08 and 09. So he's got some really good tactical advice for all you sales reps and uh, sales leaders out there for weathering the storm. Uh, Sit back, relax, and uh, get some good expertise coming your way.
1: Hey guys, welcome to the Lead Leo podcast. I am honored to be joined with uh, Kevin Pickett here today. Kevin is the manager of sales enablement over at Access One. Kevin's a guy I've known for a long time and I thought it was really fitting to uh, get him on uh, this week for our, for our podcast because he's sold through some very interesting times and obviously we are living in quite an interesting time. Um, so with that said, Kevin, I will turn it over to you, let you do a quick little intro and then we'll get into some, uh, some substantive to- topics here, okay?
2: Yeah. No, thank you, Trent. Um, as you said, I'm broadcasting live from my bunker. Uh, we uh, are 20, 200 feet under our house. No. It, I bet, so the interesting thing is we're doing all these zoom conferences that, that's like literally people are like, where are you? Head yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm actually in my Unfinished basement that I now yeah. feel like I need to be finished. Uh, but yeah, no, I appreciate it. So yeah, with access one, we, we are an it infrastructure company. So we, we, we handle everything around internet phones and it. So we're, you know, relatively busy during this time, because those are core to every business and trying to, to do that. I'm also an adjunct professor at Aurora University. So I, I uh, teach sales, uh, marketing and leadership courses, both undergraduate and graduate level courses. So that has shifted over to remote meetings through Zoom. So I'm literally, I feel like I'm on like, you know, 12 to 15 Zoom conferences a week, uh, yeah. which is, which is great. You know, I've yeah. I've been involved with this stuff since boy, all the way up to, uh, well, one of the more challenging around 9-11. I mean, I've been selling video conferencing in some form or fashion since, um, since like 1999, I think. Okay. So it's, it's a, uh, it's a great communicate. It's evolved. I mean, that yep. was not done over the internet back then, uh, but it's evolved and stuff, but yeah, no, I'm excited to be here and, and have a great conversation. Excellent.
1: Excellent. Yeah. So you mentioned obviously 9-11 being a challenging time and before that the dot-com boom. And then yep. after that we had 08, 09 um, and for, for younger, uh, sales folks like like me, right? So we've never experienced uh, a downturn. If anything, we've had like a, a decade free ticket, if you will, um, of of ex- uh, lots of growth, lots of expansion. Um, you know, new software, this new platform, that, um, and we've never really had to overcome any true objections. So now, when our objections aren't coming from Uh, price or from from competition or from need but the but our real competition is something that no one can control ourselves, especially What kind of tips do you have for for folks like me that have never been there in the trenches? uh, Amid the the downturns.
2: Yeah I mean, we just had a conversation today with our company that we're really gonna have to redefine what a disaster is you know in our business you know, if a server goes down, or there's a fire in the office, or power, whatever that that that's a disaster. No one would have ever thought that a virus, you know, yeah. would be a disaster like this. It's a computer virus, but not not, uh, yeah. Yeah. not an actual virus. And and would you know? And you know, when you see hurricanes, you see that's always regional. This is literally everybody in the world is is affected by this. So I, I think a lot of it is just having understanding that you're in a situation that. You can't control, and only thing you can control is how you react to it. Yeah, uh, and you know, for me personally, you know, I I think you know when I look back to it. So I I you know 9/11, uh, the dot com which went up, and then the eight when it did not go up and went dropped, and then yeah. back to this. So those are kind of like three major ones. Um, I was in the right industry. And a lot of those. So back in 9 11, I, I remember vividly I was driving to uh, the Sears Tower to have a meeting and I got a phone call. And of course, I wasn't watching the news and the news radio and all that stuff wasn't like it is today. And they said, no, turn around because they're evacuating the Sears Tower. I'm like, what, why? What's going on? And then I turned on, I think it was US 99 country and yeah. literally like they were talking about we're under attack is what they said. And it was just weird. So I went back and I was selling video conferencing equipment at that time. Um, and we were about a six, 8 million dollar company and that year we went to 30 million and we went to 68 million in in really three and a half years and we literally would back up the delivery truck and we would have the ups truck on the other side and they wouldn't even hit a shelf they'd scan and label and go on it it was it was crazy uh it was one of those you know everybody there's there's certain businesses that do well in these things and a lot of businesses that don't and i was fortunate enough to be in a business that you know we We literally were working twelve hour days because yeah. of the West Coast, so we literally didn't leave our desk and was just like taking orders. It was crazy, yeah. yeah, from that standpoint and and then when we got to o eight, I was in real estate at the time, so in the front half it was great,, yeah. and then it crashed, and it was bad, right, so that was one of the things that you know I had a foresight to this scene, so I ended up taking a consulting gig on for a couple of years helping a friend's company with some sales stuff So that helped out um but, you know, that kind of weathered through that, but that was, and then now, again, we're, we're in an industry where, you know, I, we, just, we were just talking off off the show here was, is that, you know, we were getting 550 help desk tickets a week, and the last couple of weeks has been over 1,100 a week. Indeed. And, and that, a lot of that was setting up, hey, how do I set up a remote, you know, VPN, how do I set up all these remote things? Mm-hmm. Um, we're starting to see that taper down a little bit, but that was a crazy two weeks as companies were trying to adjust to this.
1: Yeah.
2: And, yeah. Yeah. Just, I think if you are in an industry where you are a must have versus a nice to have, I think yeah. you're going to be a better scenario in all honesty. And that just happens to be what, what it is.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's, that's a really good point to make and, and an important distinction here because a lot of folks have been chiming in, should you be marketing? Should you be selling right now? And, and I think the the knee jerk reaction uh, maybe two weeks ago was pause everything uh, get your arms wrapped around this thing if you possibly can. Um, but now as, as time continues to progress and obviously, you know, all the, all the curves are, are not helping us, uh, you know, yeah. from, from a pandemic perspective, should people be prospecting right now?
2: Yeah. Uh, my thought is your company better be relevant to what's yeah. happening. Yeah. Right. I mean, so if you're trying to layer on a piece of software, that's a nice to have, mm-hmm. you know, getting a phone call for that is, hey, listen, we're not, nobody's making a decision on those things. Right. But if you are in an industry where you're manufacturing masks, you're, you're creating, you know, medical equipment, you're, you know, prescription draw, I mean, medical industry, you know, those kinds of things. Or in our world, yeah, I mean, there's ways to do it, but you have to be tasteful and respectful about it. Yeah. You know, kind of what I've turned into is more about education you know one one of the things about what's happening now what we're seeing is an uptick in cyber attacks because bad people are taking advantage of people being distracted yeah right and so you know it's all about getting that information out to not only my customers but folks in the pipeline you know as, as a company you know we're we're doing well considering yeah. this type of thing but I've had a handful of deals push um, into April and, and, and may. in may and in my role I, I run our sales enable in practice but I also get to sell so I, yeah. I get to the so i've seen some deals get pushed and you know ultimately april may until this kind of thing settles down a little bit no. but the way i see it is you know we do hosted phones which is voip phones and you know whether they need it now i mean if they can't get it now they're going to need it because you know, we have to be ready for this in the future. We feel like we're going to have a lot of conversations about what a disaster is, mm-hmm. and, you know, really putting together disaster recovery plans for, for organizations. Yeah. Uh, so I, I would say if you're going to sell in this industry and you're going to try to do that hard sell, your, your product or your service better be relevant yeah. uh, to what's happening today and you better be able to solve a problem um, or a challenge yeah. for
1: them. Definitely. No, that's a good point. So the other thing that I think people have been saying quite a bit and are probably completely fatigued to this at this point, but to sell with empathy, right? Be empathetic. And, and to me, there's a problem with that, right? You don't just wake up one day and all of a sudden you're empathetic. You don't just take, uh, you know, somebody's, um, you know, email message that they, they sent out to you and copy and paste and say, well, this is an empathetic message. Let's yeah. put it in our sequences. Now in our sales uh, engagement tool, it doesn't work like that. Right. Yeah. Um, you, you can't, I mean, you, you can build it. And I think this is a, a time where as sellers uh, specifically really honing your skills as an empathetic seller. And I think, what does that mean? Really putting yourself in in the other person's shoes, right? What would be important to you on a receiving end uh, of a call or an email, yeah. that sort of thing. So I, I'm curious to get your thoughts on that. Yeah. I, I say be more authentic yeah. than empathetic
2: because I, I think, you know, people, you either are, or you aren't, you know, it's kind of a personality thing. Yeah. I'm a pretty straightforward type of person. So, you know, I don't always come across as that way, yeah. but I always try to come across as authentic and transparent. And yeah. I think, uh, you know, Todd Capone is a big fan of his. He wrote a book, The Transparency Sale. Yeah. And he, uh, that's that's what this whole premise is about is just being honest with people. Yeah. And I think just being honest and authentic will, will probably make you more empathetic than trying to force that. Sure. Uh, sure. That type of scenario, and I think you just need to have uh, situational awareness, mm-hmm. right? You know that that understanding what we're in today, and yeah. and you know, boy, hard selling somebody right now is not going to be the case. You know, yeah. some of the things we've done as a company is that we've eliminated all late fees, hmm. uh, and you know, we, we work with some of our customers on you know on payment terms. Yeah. You know, things that we control, you know, we can do. Things that we can't control, you know, you know, we can't. But we're we're willing to have those conversations. And sure. I think just being authentic about that and just being informative, um, you know, one of the things, you know, is get into content creation mode right now and yeah. just start working on those things. You, you have so many, everyone's remote, right? And I've worked remote a lot in my life. You, you gain back three to four hours in your day of commute time. Yeah. What are you doing with that? Yeah. Right. You know, I mean, for me, I would get up at, normally I was up at five in the morning. I would do a workout, then I get, had to drive into Chicago for a couple of days. And, you know, and my Chicago commute was like three hours round trip. So right. I listen right. to podcasts and do those types of things. Now, what I'm missing, is I got to make sure I'm still listening to my podcast because I enjoy those things. Yeah. Um, yeah. The reality is you have a lot more hours in your day. So start creating content, start creating, you know, things, but don't flood the market, but try to get quality more sure. than quantity.
1: Yeah, I think that's that's a great point too because um we've known for a while maybe a year or so that LinkedIn is an amazing opportunity for content creation and distribution because you know the the delta between um content and and people getting their eyeballs on it is so yeah. small that your your opportunity is massive. Um so I think with that said the idea is to to be helpful in in the content you're producing, right? So some examples that I see with you like um to saying that you're, you're waiving late fees and actually giving a uh, step-by-step process of, of how yeah. to make sure that your remote employees um, as they're distracted aren't falling victim to you know phishing attacks or, or malware malware and that sort of thing yeah. um, those are the types of things that I think people are going to find valuable and it might not be on the first touch it might not be on the second touch it might not be on the 10th touch yeah but but con- consistently showing up um, I think is is a really big part of the quote unquote content game for sales folks. Um, anybody can do it, you know, once and be happy with it. But showing up and and I want to talk a little bit about your cadence in, in content creation. Because I think you've yeah locked something very important there too, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, I did. So I am a, a like, like I mentioned podcast. So Scott Ingram has a podcast, uh, Sales Success Stories, and yeah. I highly recommend them. They're they're outstanding. Uh, and what the premise of it is, he only interviews. Uh, the number one salesperson, or if it's a large organization, you going to be the top 1%. So it's no sales coaches. It's not sales managers. Um, That's why I can't get on the show, but I'd love to be on it. But uh, no, but you know, those types of scenarios, but it's, so you're getting that, that real information. So one of the gentlemen, unfortunately I can't remember the name off the top of my head, but he had a a, a, a cadence that he says that he posts on LinkedIn three times every two weeks. So, and he kind of rotates, you know, the two one week or the one. And I used to post a lot and I would get some traction on it and I'm like, okay, well, so over the last 30 days I've been doing that. So right before this and during this and way I do is I split up my three posts. One of them is going to be on uh, my like education uh, volunteer type work. So I also help out with the local high schools. I have an entrepreneurship program. So posting either, you know, guest speaker from class that I teach at or something in that scenario. That's one. The second one I always sandwich it between is something related to my work yeah. uh, you know, from an IT standpoint. And what I find was, all my IT posts would get like two, 300 views. When I start posting all this other stuff, I'm like three, four, 5,000 views and above. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one of them had like over 15,000 views one time. It was, it was crazy. Yeah. Um, and then my third post is on sales related, right? So I always love helping sales professionals. So it is either, you know, talking about a book, talking about a podcast, so like this. I will post this yep. and get traction on this as well. So that cadence has been, I've been doing that. And I, what I've noticed is that not only the, the two that normally are high, are higher, my IT one is higher. Now, right. I'm, you know, where I was typically around three, maybe 400 views at the most, I'm now over 1,000, 1, 11, or 1,200 views on that one. So I'm finding that that has built that kind of following up. And it's just, you know, you know, I'm basically resharing content and yep. putting my thoughts over it, yep. promoting other people yep. which, you know, that I believe in. I'm not just promoting yep. people who don't know. Of course, yeah. That type of scenario. So I think that has been authentic and people yep. appreciate that. And then, really, on the IT side, it's not selling. I don't even say, "Hey, if you're interested, you know." Direct, I don't ever put that in there. I think that's kind of cheesy, right? Yeah, you know, yeah. the reality is, I, my tagline on my my LinkedIn tells you what I do. Yep. So, if you are interested, you can figure out how to get a hold. of me. a sure. scenario. To me, I just want to present that knowledge and that content out there.
1: Yeah, no, that's great, and I think that's a really useful, uh, you know, tact tactful way to to go about doing these things. So, if you're going to take some of that time that you were commuting and devote it to content. Um, we know that that's not all the time that you have, right? So yeah. put the Xbox controller down and, and, and put yeah. the, the munchies down. Um, what else can people be doing to, or salespeople in particular, be doing to better themselves while there's this uncertainty and, and a little bit of a slowdown going on?
2: Uh, If you're not learning, I don't know what you're doing, right? If you haven't noticed, there's a lot of podcasts or webinars, all sorts of things out there you can do. Webinars, you know, you're no longer paying for these things, which is great. So we're part of a group uh, called Sales Assembly, which is a great organization. And i tell you what, um, Matt Green and Jeff Rossett have done a wonderful job turning on a dime there. Uh, Everything was live events. In fact, they were never a web event. And they were literally within a span of a week, we were able to flip everything over to an online experience. And I've been on some of these where there's been over 400 participants on it and it's great content. Uh, Todd is one of them I mentioned earlier, but they have various folks that do out there and and it's all technology companies are a part of this, or you sell to technology type firms are a part of it. 90% of, I would say are SaaS based companies. Mm -hmm. So software as a service, uh, 10% about an infrastructure, which, which is what we fall into. Uh, but every week and multiple times a week, there's something on. Yeah. Um, you can join. And they, what they've done is they've actually opened up a handful of these to non-members of hmm. the sales assembly group. Uh, so I, I think I've forged you a handful okay. of those as well. And lot, they're doing a whole series on Friday from here until May uh, on like one hour ones. They've been outstanding. And, you know, I don't understand why people aren't, on these things, because if yeah. you and there's things that I know that I'm like, oh, I forgot that. Or there's things that I'm like, wow, I never tried that, right? Sure. And I'm trying these things now.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. I'm Learning these things and how they go, and I'm applying them, and I'm seeing good feedback on it. So, I would say with the amount of webinars out there where you can learn uh, to do whether it's sales, whether it's how you know to use LinkedIn better, how to you know how to prospect in a, a challenging economy or a yeah. challenging. Problem, yeah. Uh, those are the types of things that are, and they're great. And they're, again, they're using Zoom, using all the great tools that come with it. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, that to me is the number thing you should be doing. Sure. Is your, your free time is learning.
1: That's yeah. Uh, that's huge. Absolutely huge. And, and thanks for shouting out some of those those great uh, organizations and folks that are are making this a priority. Um, moving back towards some more of the the tactical side of of selling in in challenging times, right. Um, do you notice or have you seen, given you know, your experience with your team, are there certain channels that are working better or are there certain channels that you should avoid uh, when it comes to prospecting? And we'll and give an example, right? Um, if you have a prospect cell phone number, should you yeah. be calling them right now knowing that they're working from home and uh, doing homeschooling with their kids and, and yeah. trying to manage their their work life and, and all of that stuff? I'm curious to get your thoughts on, on channels. Yeah
2: my whole thought process in general on the cell phone if it's on the business card it's a phone i can use yeah right and in today's world you know my if you call my work line it forwards my biz, my cell phone anyway yeah. um and with the way technology works yeah. so i'm not as opposed to that as as just you know have compassion and understanding it so you know i've been on a lot of these video calls and my three-year-old son has you know made appearances in multiple yeah <laughs> anyway and yeah. one of the ones he's like who are all these people You know, but but I think people understand, I I think what this is going to do for the work at home culture is people have more understanding that, you know, kids are going to be entering this type of arena, especially with them being home right now. So I I actually kind of feel like it's helping the cause and, you know, it's a common thing to talk about. Hey, you know, I was just on with a prospect um, and again, it's a a hundred phone opportunity and he's, yeah, let's talk we literally, and he went to a university and I graduated from there and I teach there and we talked yep. about that for like yep. 20 minutes, right? you know, yeah. just what's happening with the college. And then we got into the thing. So I think, um, I think if you, if you, 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 do it that way, it's, it's probably better. I mean, I think emails probably fall on deaf ears cause there's so much of it yep. right yep. now. Uh, but you know, doing some of these posts, uh, if you've, uh, if you're already talking to them or their customers, then obviously you can, you can do the email, but, yep. uh, not a lot of people are answering their phone i mean our bdr dan leone who's outstanding i mean the guy makes 80 to 100 calls a day his pickup rate is really low right now yeah. obviously and, and that also can tell you one thing or the other is that they don't have that capability to work from home which we could help them with sure uh, but it's just you know i think it's just a matter of do what you try to be as normal as possible and just realize that you, know, you end up probably working more at home yeah right like when my kids go to bed or everyone's in bed around nine, or at least my teenager's away from me by nine, yeah. you know, I kind of get back and start doing some stuff at work. So I always kind of felt when you worked at home, because I've done that a lot, you're yeah. actually getting more hours on an employee than you do if they work in the office.
1: Yeah, I think that's a really good point. and And very specific to sales too, because it seems like a lot of organizations um, that have adopted work from home policies, or at least some, you know, blend of distributed work, sales usually seems to be the last department that they allow to work remote. And, and to me, that's so, so strange because we've had outside reps in sales forever. And I mean, case in point, like Todd Packer in The Office, right? The guy appeared in two episodes per per season because he yeah. was the outside rep, right? He was, he was wow. the dog on the road. Um, but, you know, as you, someone who manages sales folks and that sort of thing, um, you know, can you tell us a little bit about like the technology that enables uh, sales management from a uh, distributed and remote perspective? And then, um, you know, some of the things that sales management can, can be looking at in order to make sure that the productivity doesn't uh, fall.
2: Yeah. I could tell you the, the, the only reason why a sales manager doesn't want their sales professional working from home is they don't trust them. Hmm. And I always say, if you don't trust them, then why are they working? For yeah. You? Right. yeah. At the end of the day uh, that you earn the right. Yeah. To, to how you get managed. You know, I, I've always said that to every team that I've ever managed and everybody that's ever managed me, I earn the right to how I get managed. Yeah. And the reality is that I need to trust that you're doing your job, but I trust, but verify. Yeah. But I need to trust that you're doing your yeah. job and results ultimately help with that, right? You right. know, whether it's, you know, pipeline growth, uh, closed sales, depending on where you're at in your stages and stuff. But I think from, you know, a tool standpoint is this, right? You yeah. know, doing you know, one-on-ones instead of over the phone, do it over video. Yeah. I, you know, Zoom is an easy, really uh, inexpensive way to do this kind of stuff. Sure. Uh, make sure that the home setup is, like I have two monitors, right? And I have a, my hosted phone. Uh, cell phones are great, but I'm in a basement, so I barely yeah. get reception on my cell phone. So having the right tools to do the things you need to do is what we do. And that's one of the things we did with all of our non-sales people. Cause in our company, majority of the sales people do work from home yeah. and the operational people are in the office. So now every we're a hundred percent remote. So we had to make sure that everybody had that set up where they can sit down and have that space to do those things. Yeah. Uh, routine is important for me. I get up, I work out,
1: mm-hmm.
2: uh, you know, now we're doing this. My wife and I are doing a four o'clock walk, you know, four you know, five o'clock yeah. walk every day. Um, and I don't care if it's four or five o'clock at the day. Cause I've been working since, you know, like, seven this yeah. morning right so yeah. for me but well, that's that kind of refreshment standpoint the exercise is a huge thing you know and you know that that two-hour or that whatever hour tends to stop you from doing that you have yep. no excuse yeah you know to do that like like behind me i've got my my elliptical there so i have to you know yeah. I, I stare at it all day so i gotta work yeah. out and do that yeah. kind of stuff. So it feels good about those things sure. but getting up and moving around um you know and you know Showering is important because yeah. a lot of people talk about it. they don't shower for like days. I'm like, what? How do you even like wake up and do these? Yeah. Things? So try to make it as routine as possible. Sure. I think you have success. I do feel like wherever you're at in your career, um, you know, you could have better success with it. You know, people say, oh, you got kids at home. I said, I that I'm never worried about. Yeah. You know, but I was worried about with my younger sales reps that were playing Fortnite. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You know and not waking up till nine or ten. You know, sure. those those are the ones that you know we had to siphon through really quickly. Yeah. Uh, the reality is it's that trust you build with your manager and, and, but you got to have the setup too. You got to make sure yeah. and be honest about, it. Hey, I really need this. I need a second monitor. Don't be shy about asking for that. Right.
1: Yeah. You know, the company, the company wants you to have success. They want to give you the tools to have that. Yeah. Awesome. Really good advice. Hmm. So as we kind of uh, wrap things up here um, again, not, not to belabor the point that you've been through a couple of these cycles and yeah. uh, to make you sound like you're older than you are. Cause you're still a very, very young man, but um, thank you. Every, everything, uh, you know, what goes down usually comes back up, right? So for the people that are feeling, you know, anxiety up to their eyeballs right now and, and they're having trouble focusing and that sort of thing, can you give us a, a light at the end of the tunnel or a glimmer of hope here as, as we look to sign off?
2: Yeah, this isn't the end of the world. Um, you know, this is something that we're all going to get through and, you know, get uncomfortable with the uncomfortable. It's, yeah. You know, I mean, that's what I think. A lot of people just aren't comfortable with being uncomfortable, and it's just I see it. You know, and we had talked uh <laughs> off this show about the teachers, and, and my my daughter's fourth grade teacher had sent an email, you know, to the parents, and just you know, if your children have a lot of anxiety, they feel stressed about this, you know. And she said, just stop and you know, sing to them. I'm like, mm, I, you know, I don't think my daughter wants <laughs> me doing that. I asked her, she was like, Are you, no, not at all. I said, do you feel any anxiety? It's for TikTok, Kevin. <laughs> I you know. That's why I'm like, ah, yeah, you won't find me on that. But, uh, it, you know, and, and her whole thing was, no, it, it's, you know, it's the, like the virus. you get sick and you get better. And, but that's, my wife and I are like that, right? So for us, it's like, if you are the, the head of a household, you have to have that calm and sense because you don't realize what it is. If you're a leader in an organization and you're panicky, all your employees will be panicked. Our yeah. president, Derek Havis, has been phenomenal throughout this whole thing. All of our leaders have been great. I mean, everyone's had that calming voice uh, throughout this whole process and everybody in our company is calm and relaxed. Mm -hmm. You follow the leader in that scenario. And and I think there will be, the business will happen. Now, I'll tell you right now, I, I mean, I watched a whole documentary. That's another thing I've been doing. The men who built America was on history channel. So I was on Amazon prime. So I binge watched that thing over the weekend yeah. and most of these, most of the greatest inventions and the greatest peaks in our business started in a situation like this. Right. You know, ideas of, you know, how can we do this better? Instead yeah. of the next time We're better at it. There's companies that will be born from this entire thing. There'll be companies that won't come back out of it just because of certain industries and they're not set up that way and that's just life. Yeah. Uh but I think we will bounce back. I think our economy was really strong before this. And I think we'll get back to that. Yeah. Uh the banking institutions were strong and I think that's where we really want is and that was the difference in than oh eight than here. Oh eight that wasn't the case. Yeah. The banks are yeah. the ones the bailouts. They don't need it. I mean they're yeah. they were they're strong and I think that's a good sense of the economy and stuff. But I, I feel extremely confident that you know we're gonna we're gonna come out of this and we're gonna come better than we were before.
1: Yeah. Outstanding. That, that's a great glimmer of hope for uh, for everybody listening. Sure. Uh, Kevin, if people want to get in touch with you uh, or learn about Access One and how you guys are are enabling uh, remote and and work from home, what's the best way to get a hold of you?
2: Yeah, LinkedIn. Right. So I think the easiest way. So it's uh, P I K E T. There's no yep. C uh, yep. in there. And then you know, send me a connect request. The the only thing I always ask is is write a note. Yeah. Uh, because uh, say hey, I, I saw you on this podcast i you know put some sort of a note on there and that, that'd be perfect and i and we'll connect with you um access one inc.com is our website but you know ultimately if you connect with me on linkedin i will absolutely love to have a conversation and I, sales professionals out there you know pick my brain i love doing this stuff i love helping uh, i do a lot of volunteer work helping young sales professionals get better yep. and i you know i had really good mentors
1: when i was young in my career and it's my way of paying it forward yeah, no, absolutely. I, the amount of mentorship you provided me is is uh, innumerable at this point. So uh, again, I'm glad that we could carry this forward, uh, get you on the podcast, and uh, and hopefully, uh, you know, some more folks are impacted positively by it as well. So again, Kevin Pickett, thank you so much. Access One Manager Sales Enablement, uh, how to sell through challenging environments. Kevin, thank thanks you. so much. We'll see you next time. You bet. Thank you.
0: Hey, thanks for listening to another episode of the Account-Based Collective podcast. I uh, hope you learned something from Kevin. If you want to get in touch with him, uh, look for him on LinkedIn. It's Kevin. P-I-K-E-T, pronounced picket, And if you want to learn more about Access One, uh, go ahead and uh, search them. They're doing some awesome stuff for small businesses and mid-sized businesses, um, getting people working remotely and work from home and, and all that good stuff. So again, thanks for uh, checking us out. And uh, stay safe, stay stay healthy out there, guys. Thanks.